I'm Charles Morris, and before we start Haven Today here on this Tuesday, I want to say thank you to everyone who has prayed and pitched in to help us reach our financial goal by midnight tonight. I'm encouraged by the many small, medium, and large gifts that we've received so far, as well as the really heart-touching words of encouragement. When you make a gift to Haven Today, you're just keeping this Christ-centered radio program on the air You're playing a crucial role in sharing the great story that's all about Jesus with a few million people every week all over the world. If Haven Today has been a blessing to you through our anchor devotional, through the radio program, through social media, there's still time to pray about how much the Lord might want you to send to help us reach this year's goal. Whether you can send a hundred, a thousand, or even ten thousand, your gift will play a crucial role in sharing the gospel. Thank you so much in the name of Jesus. I'll give you our contact information in just a moment. But first, let's begin the program together. 06, 07, 2015, and again this year, all the times the New England Patriots have been caught or suspected of cheating. They've terrorized the NFL for two decades, six championships, but controversy follows. Who will they cheat next? Just this week, the New England Patriots were fined over a million dollars and were stripped of a draft pick in yet another cheating scandal. They were found guilty of videotaping an opponent's sidelines in order to steal the signals used by the offense to run plays. It's the football version of what the Astros did in Major League Baseball. It's not right. I know cheating will always be a problem because the human heart doesn't like to give up control or power. It reminds me of me. I forget to wear a mask sometimes. I like control, but it's not about me. It's about the Lord. He didn't cheat. He was faithful then, and he'll be faithful to the end. Welcome to Haven Today here on Tuesday, our final day of our fiscal year. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're still in a series called Corey Ten Boom Through the War. I believe that the word of the Lord must be an arsenal for us in this life. And in these days, when Satan came to Christ in Matthew 4, our Savior used God's word to resist the temptations. The word was his weapon. There are so many gems in God's holy word that provide us with strength and grace in times of need. All we need to do is seek them out. As we live day by day, we will inevitably step on many of this world's hidden landmines. Well, where do we turn? What do you have in your arsenal to defend yourself against the legions of troubles that are hiding right now and some still to come right around the corner? My prayer is that you have hidden God's word in your heart because God's word communicates to us everything pertaining to life and even godliness. The word has the power to change us dramatically. So I invite you to stay with me as we look at more verses to put in our spiritual arsenals so we can overcome the trouble this world offers and find encouragement. And later, we'll hear some thoughtful words from a good friend of mine who went home to be with the Lord not too long ago. When you think about how life unfolds, we actually have very good reasons to be anxious and fearful because we're vulnerable, always. 
We have good reasons for anxiety. We have better reasons for courage. My friend, the late Dr. David Pollison, you need to hear his words. They ministered to me, and I know they'll minister to you. And speaking of encouraging words, we've been looking at the life of Corrie ten Boom the last couple of weeks. She and her Christian family lived in the Netherlands in World War II, and they just sensed a calling from the Lord to hide Jews from the Nazis. They knew the risk and eventually ended up in concentration camps. It was very dark days, but the Lord was with Corey. When you are with Jesus, the worst can happen. And it did. But the best always remains. There's no darkness that Satan can create that will shut out the light of God's never-ending love for you and me. The late Corey Ten Boom. You can learn more about her extraordinary life by listening to the three-CD set called The Hiding Place when you make your fiscal year-end gift to Haven Today. Let me remind you that today's the last day you can do this and help us meet our budget. Till midnight. That's the amount of time you have. So after this program, you can call us to make your gift, but do ask for the CD set, The Hiding Place. The number to call is 800 654-2836, 800-654-2836. Or go onto our website after the program, listen to samples from this audio drama, and then you can make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And if you miss the number or you miss the website, not to worry. I'll give it to you at the end of the program. And now let's get started with a song we've heard before, but we should hear again, from Andrew Peterson. Do you feel the world is broken? We do. Do you feel the shadows deepen? We do. But do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? We do. Do you that you could see it all made new Is all creation groaning Is a new creation coming Is the glory of the Lord to be Right within our midst Is it good that we remind ourselves of this? Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal?
Father truly love us? Does the Spirit move among us? And is Jesus our Messiah? Hold forever those He loves. Does our God intend to dwell again? family so enjoys that album resurrection letters andrew peterson and that was his he worthy here on this haven today after singing about promises from the scriptures there's a line in this song where andrew peterson asks is it good that we remind ourselves of this and then the chorus sings it is this is probably one of the best new hymns written in a while a reminder a great reminder to fill our hearts with scripture and God's promises, promises that can see us through even the darkest of times. This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris, and the program is called Corey Ten Boom Through the War. God's Word has the power to change us dramatically. And why is that? It's because the Spirit of the living God is in that Word. It's so important that we hide it in our hearts. But we need to remember that knowing God's Word does not save you. Even the devil and his fallen followers know Scripture and know how to twist it. It reminds me of a scene from the Shawshank Redemption when the warden of the prison comes to visit Andy Dufresne. He had been wrongly arrested and convicted of murder. It was their first encounter, and the guards are making sure his cell had no contraband. When the warden walks in, Andy is reading his Bible, both Andy and the warden quoting scripture. But here's the thing. The warden is the vilest character in the entire movie. Throughout the movie, he exploits the inmates to make thousands of dollars. He orders the execution of a young prisoner because he had proof that Andy Dufresne was innocent. 
He endorsed the abuse and mistreatment of many of his prisoners. The warden was anything but a godly man, yet he knew his Bible. This one scene shows us that knowing Scripture simply can't turn a devil into a saint. It's not enough to know Scripture. Yes, we should know Scripture as well as the warden did, but we need it even better. We need to know Scripture in light of the Spirit. We should submit our lives to what it teaches. Remember what our Savior asked his disciples? Luke 6.46, Jesus saying, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? Then he taught them about the man who builds on the sand and the one who builds on the rock. The one who builds on the sand is one who hears, maybe even knows, but who does not submit to the word. And the one who builds on the rock hears and knows and submits. What is in your arsenal? When the storms of life rage against the house of your life, are you on the rock or are you on the sand? Anxiety, depression, sickness, common to all of us at one point or another. Just at the end of last week, my wife and I lost a dear friend, Dave Pallison. He was a Christian counselor, a brother in the Lord, and somebody who understood grace, unlike the prison warden who lacked the love of Jesus in his heart. As Dave's life was coming to a close, it was God's word and the love of Christ that came pouring out of him like a stream of living water. He wrote a commencement address for this year's graduating class at the seminary in Philadelphia where he had graduated. And his message? Not accomplishments, not self-aggrandizement, nothing like your typical graduation address. His message was this, don't be afraid to be publicly weak. Don't be afraid to acknowledge how deeply your need is for the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ to stand firm. Do not be afraid to be open to the spirit of the word coming through you and to you. To the world, the life of a Christian is a life of weakness, even foolishness. Don't be afraid to be publicly weak, because in your weakness, the Lord's strength is magnified in your life. That's what it means to have the word and his grace in your arsenal. That's what it means to find refuge in the Lord. It means recognizing our tendency to hide our weakness. In that graduation address that he was too weak to deliver, it was read in his behalf. My friend Dave Pallison offered a verse that all of us can use in our time of need. Put this in your arsenal. Romans 8.26 telling you that the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know what to pray for, but the Spirit prays for us, even to the point of groaning, words that we can't understand. Are you feeling weak? Are the storms of life raging around you? Don't be afraid to be weak. The Spirit helps you because you're weak. There's one lie that continually plagues God's people. It's the lie that you need to be strong in order to be faithful. The lie tells us that because we sin, because we aren't a wildly successful mogul, because we've been diagnosed with a terminal illness, whatever, that means you aren't truly godly. How do you fight this lie? If you're like me, your first impulse is to try. Try harder, try better, so that you can show yourself worthy. But we need to see that doing that is hiding out 
from the Lord. And Jesus said he doesn't help those who think they need no help. He helps the least, the lost, the lowest. He helps the weak fight the lie by acknowledging our weakness. And Romans 8.26 reminds us of what we need. The Holy Spirit who helps us in our weakness. How? The Spirit prays for us. Simple, but powerful. If you have faith in the Lord Jesus, that he lived, died, and rose for you, then Paul says earlier in Romans 8 that the Spirit is alive in you. You can be strong because the Spirit lives within you, giving you his grace and his strength in your times of need. That's where we can find refuge in our time of trouble. Jesus told us in John 16, in this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. Our strength is found in the Lord, who took on flesh and overcame our weakness. What a gift from God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit that we need every day of our lives. I want to close with some words said by my friends, the late Dave Pallison. Almost three years ago, I invited him to share some thoughts after that horrible shooting in Las Vegas. We were all troubled by it, but he turned us to the hope found in Romans 8.28, which is another promise verse for our arsenal to use in troubling times like today. You know, Charles, an event like this is so terrible. It, uh, it gives one pause before speaking. It, uh, it boggles the mind. One of the things that I think as a Christian has been profoundly written into my life, has meant the world to me, is that when you think about how life unfolds, we actually have very good reasons to be anxious and fearful because we're vulnerable, always. Something like this makes you extraordinarily aware of how vulnerable you are, but we're always vulnerable and we have good reasons for anxiety. We have better reasons for courage. We have better reasons for hope. We have better reasons for trust. And that gets right to the heart of what our faith is about. uh, It's always unfortunate, but very common when people try to make Christian faith or the Bible be in some way about promising us a ticket to an easy life, a life of where we're healthy and wealthy and happy and life is simply going along safely. And the Bible never is about that. The Bible is written to give us reasons to face the very hardest things imaginable. And they are there in the Bible, really hard things that people face. And there's ways where even in the most wonderful places of promise of God's love for us, I I think of Romans 8, Paul is speaking of God's love. He gets saying that we are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. It's where you're helpless, where, you know, the... Those who would do wrong are so much more powerful. And it is exactly in that context of things that we actually can't control that Paul is driving home from half dozen different angles in Romans chapter 8 that nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Christ Jesus our Lord himself suffered what you could call a crime against humanity. And We are not immune as his beloved. We can experience hard things as well. But the promise of scripture is grown up. It's grown up faith. It's grown up. You're like a child in one sense and you're really a grown up in another sense that to trust a God that is actually nothing can separate us from his love. My friend, the late Dave Pallison, 
He's gone home to be with Jesus. May you and I be encouraged by the Word of God, seeking Him always as we hide in the love of Jesus Christ.
Hide away in the love of Jesus, sovereign grace music here on Haven Today. And I'm Charles Morris. When we started this program today, we heard Corey Ten Boom say, There is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still. She knew that from her experience in a Nazi concentration camp in World War II. She saw the darkness all around her, but the light of Christ was ever brighter. Every Christian needs to hear her and her family's story, and you can do this by listening to the radio drama The Hiding Place. And with our fiscal year-end closing at midnight tonight, would you please pray right now as we leave this program how much you could send to help us if the Lord's put you in a position to do that? And I know that's not the case for everyone. If Haven Today is a regular blessing in your life, pray about being a blessing to us here on this final day of our fiscal year. Here's the number to call, and please call right now, 800-654-2836, 800-654-2836. Our web address is haventoday.org haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Won't you come back again July 1st? That's tomorrow. Canada Day if you live up north. And when we do come back together tomorrow, we get to celebrate together the great story, the story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Sometimes a quick fix is a good thing. Like a spare tire, it can get you from point A to point B in an emergency, but it's not much good beyond that. And yet, how often in life do we address our deepest heartaches with a quick fix? What do you do when you're in trouble or anxious or afraid? It's common for people to turn to anything that will distract them or mask the pain. But the truth is, for the deepest aches of our hearts, only God himself will truly satisfy. I love how Ephesians 2.14 puts it, for he himself is our peace. And not only does Jesus bring peace to an anxious heart, faith in him brings peace with God. Try out Anchor Devotional today. Visit GetAnchor.com.